Mark Wright. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. 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 month really pleased to say we've got one of electronic music's finest dominating the whole two hours boris bunnick aka comforce aka versa life aka silent harbor and many other names a long stream of high quality releases behind him on great labels such as frustrated funk clone broken toys and many more besides you're going to hear from boris all the way through the show this one's going to be a deep session sit back and soak it up from the 
Urban City started to send me uh, cassette tapes with like early 90s house and uh, I was living on a, on a small island in the north of the Netherlands so yeah, at that time there were very little music uh, stores or resources so that was uh, kind of yeah the, the first house music I got in touch with but also uh, a cassette tape my father uh, found somewhere on the island it sounds like a really romanticized story but he he's a forester he used to be forester for years in a, in a really beautiful uh, like reservoir, natural reservoir at the, at, the, at the east side of the island. And yeah, some some periods it was really packed with tourists, and yeah, they often lost stuff. And uh, once my father found this cassette tape, and yeah, he brought it home, gave it to me, and yeah, he said like, "Well, check it out. Maybe it's something for you." And yeah, I put it in my uh, cassette player, and yeah, all of a sudden there were these really spacious bleeps and acid squelches coming out of the tape deck and uh, I didn't really know what to think of it in the first place so I stuffed it away for a couple months I think and the more I got into this Euro house and 90 stuff I was like more curious to, to listen to this as well because it was a lot more underground stuff I think there was early Joey Beltram stuff on it and stuff by Orlando Vaughan it was really minimalistic stuff of 15 I started DJing in a local cafe on the island called The Stoop which is like a, more like a dance cafe and uh, I think a friend of mine discovered my my mixing skills there when I was messing around with CD players and during I remember during a Christmas time he was like yeah I have these turntables I don't really use them uh, I think they're 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 at a better place in, when they're in your room you know like uh, they might uh, might be useful so he kind of yeah, forced me to to buy them you know he was like drop them at my place drop the turntables and he said like yeah pay me whenever you want but uh, just start to use them you know so yeah i'm really grateful grateful for that and at that point i started to mix with early drum code stuff you know early gerd records and i was able to borrow records from the from the owner of the cafe because he had a whole whole discography and didn't play anymore and yeah it was really 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 uh, nice period
more recent track, Oasis, is released on Deep Sound Channel. Uh, I think it's more leaning on more classic sounding stuff I did in the beginning. Yeah, it was also a jam of a couple of hours. Yeah, I think the pad sounds in the track were like the spark for the whole tune and set the mood, you know, they instantly set the mood for the whole track. And yeah, I think when I finished this track I was like, yeah, this is really what I wanted to create at that certain moment, you know. You have days where you're like messing around, you don't have any focus or you're kind of searching what to make or and some moments you really have a clear view of what you want to achieve, like not like technically, but it's more like mood-wise. Yeah, when I finished this track, I was like, okay, yeah, this is 100% comfortable with this, you know, and it's a more atmospheric techno track that, uh, yeah, it's it's not really a functional tune or something, but I think it, uh, yeah, it was one of my favorites I did.
creative, spontaneous outburst of creativity. I think it was done in three or four hours. And uh, it was made in Leeuwarden when I still was living up north in a small town. Yeah, I think it's a pretty melancholic track, you know, it's not really dark. It's pretty, pretty opportunistic kind of vibe, you know, it's kind of, yeah, romantic maybe in a way, because of the bell sounds and I think uh, in your spontaneity, in the moment you're like more transcending and you're not thinking, you're probably most creative, you know. And that's important because if you have a proper workflow, you can quickly translate your ideas into music and sound. And I think yeah. it's always, you know, the, the first sparks, like ideas are usually most creative, even though technically they're not always best, but it's, for, more, for me, it's more about the purity and uh, not so much about the technical thing, which becomes more important at some point. But I think, yeah, so yeah, in your naivety, you will probably create uh, really good stuff, I think. The more you start to think in technical terms, uh, it becomes really a distraction. Yeah, it's more about the flow, you know, you want to get into the zone. That's what I call it. I want to get into the zone. If I'm distracted about uh, stupid details or software crashing, you know, beta versions of uh, machinery, that's what I hate, you know, then, then my whole kind of mood turns into a more uh, grumpy, frustrated mood, you know. Yeah, it's important, it's important that you have a proper workflow and uh, know your machinery well and uh, it's about focus. atmospheric character of my music is mainly something subconscious but also the fact that I think maybe in landscapes or colors you know when I when I hear sounds I always have some kind of visualization in my head about yeah a certain place or atmosphere and yeah I guess that, that, that really needs to speak to my imagination as well and that, that that's not simply programming drum sounds or yeah, it can be done quite well, of course, but I mean, yeah, I, I know, I think I always try to trigger my own imagination first and, and then for the listener as well.
Yeah, uh, Well Grace is one of the first tracks I did on Delsing. Yeah, I still remember the time I was producing this track. And uh, I think it's for me more like a closed chapter, this type of sound, Comforce sound. Because it's more melodic, melancholic, and yeah, m- maybe a bit more like retro y inspired. And, uh, but I think it's. It's really hard to say what it is exactly. It's more like house, it's techno, Chicago influenced, and Amy yeah. and T. So I really like this track because it's such a cross genre track, and I think it's also repressed a couple of times now. And yeah, it's probably why it's so widely playable that people really like it. And yeah, it was not really like a wasn't really a, a plan, there was no plan, you know, it was a really spontaneous jam also, so those are the best.
next we're going to get into a couple of tracks that inspired Boris to start making music. Just a quick reminder, the full track list and download of the show will be available via soundcloud.com slash bassagenda and on iTunes as well over the weekend. Coming up next though, the other people place with sorrow in a cup of joe. friend of mine uh, kind of hung over from all the alcohol we had the, uh, the night before and I think this record just fell on its place you know sometimes you have moments where music just really fits to this type of moment and yeah it, it was a really mellow morning and this track just yeah just kind of uh, really really match the vibe and uh, like not feeling any like any pressure on the day you know a Sunday morning with a bit of a few of sun rays coming out of the sky through the window and yeah it's it, it was kind of marked in my brain you know the track and the simplicity of it and the elegance it has and how not complex it is you know it's like uh, it's a really pure track it doesn't really sound electronic either because yeah, it's only two or three elements which just hit the spot, you know. It can also be completely the opposite way. It sounds completely shit, but they, with very minimal elements, they just hit my emotion and songs, you know. The music you hear nowadays completely, is completely technical sometimes, you know. And uh, this is just a skill what you hear, like translating emotion into through a machine. I mean, it sounds really like, I wouldn't say a machine as a soul, but that's, that's complete bullshit, you know, it's a machine because it's static. But if you as, a, as an artist or a person can really like translate something human through this machinery, equipment, uh, synthesizers, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> well yeah. done, well executed.
This is Base Agenda. It's okay. You are now deep underground. You are safe here. You are safe here. You are safe here. You are safe here. beautiful track to another this next one is pub pub track called summer the whole thing's 16 minutes long i'm going to play you about half of that there's still a few copies out there on discogs if you want to try and get yourself a copy well worth it truly gorgeous stuff have a lot of music that you li- can listen to for a long time and at some point you might lose interest in it or it's kind of uh, as an expiry date you know but with this track I feel it's never really expired and yeah it's such a such an organic piece of music that's ever evolving over like 50 minutes and it doesn't really sound like synthetic or computer you know I really it's some kind of organic piece of music even though it was made with well let's say digital analog equipment yeah it's just uh, it's, it's beautiful it's, uh, it's it's a piece where you can really discover new things uh, with every every minute even though it sounds like a complete loop all the time it's constantly like evolving and yeah it's brilliant you know if you think like yeah for an average listener you might say well this is boring it's just a loop but to me, it just isn't a loop. It's really an organic piece of evolving, yeah, ambient techno, whatever you like to call it. It's just simply brilliant. You know, if I had to choose one record that I could take with me to space, it would probably be this one. I think it's it's a really perfect mood, you know, to start like spring mornings or summer mornings with. When I turn this on, uh, it's like I don't know. It colors the reality, you know. I think a a good record just helps you transcend or just colors the reality if it doesn't do that you know what's what's the use of it it has to trigger some sort of emotion or like lift uh, lift lift you yeah. to to another like kind of place
I think most inspiration comes from like encounters with people and personalities, conversations you have. And I think life in general, also through photography, I'm uh, really fond of uh, street photography, kind of really helps me to yeah, reset my brain, you know. I get like disconnected from other things than music. And, yeah, of course there are some like uh, really important uh, artists that shaped like certain genres that inspired me. It's it's inevitable because most genres were already created there in the 90s. Um, but yeah, it's mainly I think also like uh, boredom can be a good source of inspiration. You know, when you're really kind of stuck or you have to rethink or yeah, empty your mind. You know, it's better to like not search for more impulses around you sometimes and I think people tend to do the opposite you know they look for like the rush or like more social activity I think social activity can be a well, good good source of inspiration as well yeah I think books also you know really nice source of inspiration especially when it comes to titles and stuff yeah sometimes a title can also be an inspiration to make a track or something yeah I think I drew a lot of uh, like inspiration from the book called Future Shock by Alvin Toffler and is uh, like a media philosopher, sociologist and yeah he made a really accurate prediction on yeah let's say 2000-ish times where yeah media and digital technology and uh, air travel was kind of starting to play a really major role in the way we live and how our social relations are shaped and reinvented and yeah, this book is really, really, truly masterpiece. And uh, I think it's one of the few books that I actually completely read over the last five years. I mean, I'm not a really big reader, but this, this book just grabbed me completely. It was like, man, open mouth, every page, you know, like, whoa. And all these really, really difficult words and explanations. But yeah, at some point it just makes sense. If you really, you're like, man, this is my time he's describing. And we're already past you know, beyond that certain time I think yeah so I got a lot of titles from that for the Kinetic Image album I was doing a couple of years ago
just also want to keep this music fresh and sometimes you really have to disconnect for for a time to be able to like rediscover what really interests you and I, I want to prevent myself from repeating what I do you know I know that's really hard to follow for people because they want to kind of hear a signature and I mean I can't really say that about my own stuff because yeah I think I always chase my interests and uh, I think inspiration comes from new gear it comes from yeah just researching and trying to achieve aesthetics that you want with, uh, with the music I mean I have a lot of stuff that I throw away you know I think like 20% from what I make comes out you know goes to pressing plants and I work on different projects and it's never like, oh, today's Versa Life or today's Comfort. It's more like if I feel it's leaning more towards a Versa Life record, then I I know this usually instantly. one artificial affection by versa life coming up next we get much much deeper with silent harbor another one of boris bunnock's aliases track called saltwater intrusion yeah i remember when i was uh, doing the silent harbor album i think i spent like two months in berlin uh, in the winter which was a really gray dark depressing uh, I think I started uh, like sketching for the album there with a really minimal setup in, a, in, a, in like an apartment complex on the seventh floor. And I remember that one month it was just completely grey of fuck, you know? It was fuck all the time. And I'm not sure, but I think somehow this album really reflects the time and this kind of particular place. Um, and yeah, I think I finished the Saltwater Intrusion track when I was back in my hometown and uh, I remember I uh, had a girlfriend at that time she was sitting on the couch when I was doing this track uh, it sounds really bit autistic but yeah I think I was just in the middle of this flow and uh, like getting into the zone and, and she was sitting behind me and yeah I was doing all these modulations uh, of the track I think it was mainly Ableton I, I still remember the particular moment when I was making it so 
and the particular vibe I was in. And I don't think I would be able to recreate this kind of track again. You know, it's, when I hear it, I'm like, okay, there's so many micro modulations going on, and it just sounds like a really organic piece. And uh, and I feel this track is like, yeah, maybe it's pretty dark and technical, but it's it's certainly uh, something I'm proud of. Nowadays, 
yeah, this electronic scene and, and a lot of scenes, it's so much more about, yeah, image and social media following. And music becomes really secondary, you know? Also, in this niche sector with techno and underground related stuff, I think your creative product is the best like selling point for yourself. If you do well and put effort in that, people will hear it. I'm convinced about that. On the longer term, it makes you more happy, you know? I mean, it's everything's really disposable nowadays. I mean, people that come in so quickly, they're really, yeah, kind of changed for another easily, you know? The faster you come, the faster you're gone, I guess. Nowadays, I mean, at the same time, the fact that all these mediums, creative mediums are available is really democratic, you know? The fact that you can make beautiful things with just a couple of plugins. I mean, yeah, it seems to be more important for some artists to, to upload uh, a picture of themselves every day when they're on an airport. Or, um, yeah, kind of uh, and the people they hang out with, you know? Then I'm like, yeah, at the time I'm doing this, I could make a record, you know? The, 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 the world is really narcissistic, you know? As an artist, you are, of course, narcissistic, but people are so, yeah, like, the world and the, the platforms also that kind of, yeah, generate this feeling of that you're like the center of the universe, you're important, you know? Whilst at the same time, we're nothing, you know? I, I want to look at myself in the mirror and uh, say, like, yeah, this is something I did from the heart and uh, I feel and uh, was convinced about. And yeah, it's, I think my creative product is more and more important. So regular listeners of the show will know I also ask our guests to choose a couple of tracks that have impressed them lately. This one's a bittersweet one, unfortunately. It's an uh, incredibly talented guy who passed away earlier this year. The track's called Holy Flow. This is Microlith.
yeah, I think we lost a really, really creative, authentic, beautiful musical soul there. Uh, yeah, with his music, I instantly feel like early Avex Twin kind of vibes, but really in a new, fresh coat. For such a young person, you know, he was really in the zone. He was really, really, uh, really, really doing great things. And this is just one record I could have chosen a couple of others, but yeah, I really like this record for its originality and its groove, you know. It's a variation in, uh, in, in, in arrangement. You can hear he puts a lot of effort in his, uh, in his arrangements. Yeah. But sad, you know, he, uh, he passed away. spaced out techno now from Varg. Yeah, it's a lovely track. Uh, I think there's uh, something melancholic going on there as well, you know, besides the fact that it's just some sort of like really techno-y bass, but there he makes sort of translation with his melodies adds more emotion to the, the techno stuff I think he, yeah. he's really in the zone I think over the last couple of months and uh, yeah one of his first albums is really good and uh, this EP in particular I really like this track because yeah it also reminds me about old Avex Twin atmospheres but more in like a techno code his stuff sounds really I don't know organic and uh, not so technical you know it's technical but it, it sounds still like music you know yeah, I think it's your job, you know, as a human being, to, to not make a loop only, you know. I don't think uh, the brain likes that. I don't think anybody's interested in listening to a loop only, you know, unless you want to make tools. And that's what a lot of artists do nowadays. You, know? it's the same. you could say the same about DJs, you know, there's so many DJs nowadays. People who know how to mix, but it doesn't make you a great DJ. And it's the same with production, you know, the fact that you know how to program a beat or you have some technical skills it doesn't make you a good producer. Relatively easy nowadays to uh, to make something like that without even adding your own signature to it or uh, trying to look for your own identity, you know. Uh, and it's, it's instant fame what people want and instant success. They want all the bookings, they want to go internationally, you know. For me it was never a motivation, it was never money, it was never fame or it was never about I don't know, getting recognition, you know, I'm happy where I am, you know, if, if I can make music, it's, it's something nobody can take from me, you know, and I, I feel like I can fully express myself in the music, and that fact makes me just a really happy person, you know, and yeah, I think if you hear, like, honesty from a person, or, yeah, that somebody's trying to achieve some sort of aesthetics for his own in music, and yeah, I can instantly hear that, you know, nowadays. After, yeah, I mean, I don't look at the music so much from a DJ perspective. You know? I do this occasionally, but uh, yeah, I feel more from a producer's perspective. Maybe I'm so too critical sometimes, you know, you become a bit quite critical, but yeah, it helps you to separate the chef from the grain.
this year I have three albums lined up. Uh, the Versalife album just got released on uh, DUB, Jack Up Bitch. It's a sub-label from Clone. Yeah. Uh, and the Versalife album is a more uh, personal kind of sound experiment. It's not really electro. It's a more sound design album, I would say. And, okay. It's really down-tempo, obscure, vague, like weird stuff. <laughs> I don't know really how to describe it. Yeah, it's a Comfort album lined up for uh, September on Delsin, which I've been working on for quite a while. Uh, it's called Autonomous. It will be uh, a more dubby, dark-leaning techno album. I think you can hear some Rotterdam Harbor City influences there. The, the automated harbor port industry also, title-wise. Okay. Title yeah, it's like uh, some, something I drew inspiration from. Yeah, and I have a ambient album finished for a German label called Falpa. They do like more melancholic uh, ambient long players and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a new project called Severnaya. The album is called Polar Skies. So yeah, this is really personal, uh, personal album. I think it's the most personal piece of music I made because it was written over a time period of three years. Something I've been breathing on for a long time. Ambient kind of orientated album. Film kind of mood. Yeah, I'm playing Dimension Festival in Croatia. Yeah. I will go to Georgia again next week after that and uh, to Tbilisi. And some first live shows in Amsterdam. Boris Bunnick, make sure you support this guy. As you can tell from the interview, he cares about the right things as well when it comes to making music, as does the guy who make the next track coming up. Uh, this is the only promo I've got room for in the show this week, but I had to drop it. Beautiful stuff from Kurt Bagley, 
In fact, this is a remix of one of his tunes. The track is called Interfaced. This is the Portofino Sunrise remix. The original's fantastic as well. Just came out in the last week or so on Lucky Sun Recordings. After this, we're going to get into Boris Bunnick's very diverse journey of a guest mix. Enjoy it. agenda.
This is Renny Foster from Vancouver, Canada. You're listening to Base Agenda.
This is Plant 43 and you're listening to Base Agenda.
great mix. So much weird and wonderful stuff in that one. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the whole two-hour trip. Thanks to Boris Bunnick for taking part in Base Agenda. As you heard earlier in the interview, no sign of this guy slowing down at all. Got plenty in the pipeline. All of it well worth looking out for too. I'm back next month. Completely different mood. Another part of the electro spectrum with DJ Overdose. Expect some nice twisted funk from him. Plus we've got Larry McCormick, aka Exact, in the mix. Thanks for listening. Have yourselves a great weekend. Cheers. Thank you.